I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. Uh, that's a song called Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood by Nina Simone from 1964. Her album, Broadway Blues Ballads. Uh, a lot of people might know that song by the Animals because the Animals did a cover of that song, I believe, just a year later. And the Animals version became very popular. Um, but Nina Simone's the OG. She's the originator of that song. She's the creator of that song. Um, just listening to my AirPods the other night um, and just hit me. I was like, damn, this is a great song. I love this song. It's been on my playlist. I love it. Um, you know, it matches a lot of things in my life. It's like, you know, there's a lot of misunderstandings. And you just want to know, let people know that your intentions are good. But I didn't even realize that, that Mr. Joe Thurman, on episode 28, I guess two episodes ago, he ended the episode. If anyone's paying attention, at the end of every episode, Joe Thurman has a very cool type of quote or lyric or, you know, sort of funny joke or something. Um, and I, I told Joe about the lyrics I was choosing. He's like, man, I think I've heard that before. You know, he was, he was laughing a couple episodes ago. But um, yeah, he ended the show with those lyrics. And I guess it somehow... The combination of him saying it and that song coming on my playlist, um, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Joe, how you doing today? For a Monday, pretty good, Shawnee. Thank you. Good, man. Um, so you know this song too, man. And you thought, you know, yeah, was, thought you, you're, you're, you're down with the Animals version. You, did you know about the Nina Simone version? Funny thing is, when when you when you told me the other day you were going to use these lyrics to start the show, I said, in, in a funny way to you, I said, wink, wink, seems like I've heard that recently before. And you said, where? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, that's great. Thanks a lot, bud. And I said, I thought, though, you know what? I bet you subliminally somehow it snuck into snuck into Sean's brain a little bit. And you were laying around. and But yeah, I was never familiar with, and I have to, I have to admit, I learned, some, you know, you learn something every day. We teach each other things every single day. And I learned the other day, you corrected me. I put on my orthopedic shoes. I stand corrected. I was uh, all in on the animals. When I when I quoted that, and I just quote things for the sheer hell of it, just to, just to, to, to end the show on a funny or serious, whatever it is, just a, a little something, something. And that was in my head that day. Um, I had a disagreement with somebody. Uh, and it, it was just a situation where you, you, you get in these disagreements and you think, my God, I, I, if you just really understood me, it understood, but it, I, it's not, I'm not a bad, you know, it's, it's sort of like that. There ain't no good guy, no, no bad guy thing. It's sort of the same kind of thing. Like you just don't understand. It was just, so a lot of times you get into little quarrels with somebody or arguments, and sometimes they can be really good ones, really rocking and rolling. And you think to yourself, I'm just, I'm just a soul, you know, whose intentions are good. Lord, why am I being misunderstood here? But that's, that's the art of, of reconciling an argument is to get the other person to understand, to calmly get the other person to understand. Yo, man, I'm not a bad dude. I'm not, I didn't mean this. I didn't mean that. Oh, I thought you meant this. No, I didn't. This kind of dialogue. Um, but I digress right now. I'm, I'm, I'm off on a tangent here, but, um, when you said that to me, I thought you were just uh, like wink, wink. And I learned that Nina Simone. And so I listened to it, Sean. And I'll tell you what, as much as I like the animals. And incidentally, just just the other day when we did the, the Charlie Daniels song, there's a reference to an animal song in that devil went down to Georgia. There's a reference to an animal song. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. The house of the rising sun is an animal song. So that's kind of like what threw me off a little bit weird too. We talk, you and I talk often about weird things that happen. So there's a little overlap here that was, I just noticed it. But anyway, I was always familiar with the animal song, always dug it. I listened to Nina, the original, 
the year that I was born. Another weird thing. All right. And I really like, I really like because she sings it a little slower, a little deeper. And I just dig it. But you learn something new every day. And um, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Yeah. And it's a uh, thing about it, too. It's Black History Month. Um, so yes. we, be, we, be, we already, you know, we chose uh, what we chose. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. We, we, no, talked we, about. we talked about I'm talking about musicians, uh, musicians. Um, we want to spotlight some black musicians because there's, there's a ton of them. Um, and I did the hip hop thing. Yeah, I did the hip hop. The yeah. message by Grandmaster Flash. Damn straight, brother. Um, you know, but like just just in terms of musical artists, it's just like I could have I was like, you know, Joe did these lyrics at the end of the show, but you know, maybe I'll choose different lyrics. But I'm like, you know, what? why not? This song, we choose lyrics that hit us and that really, you know, vi- we vibe with. And these lyrics really I'm, I'm vibing with the late, you know, the past couple of days. Um, and it's just cool that she happens to be a, you know an African-American. And the Animals, I believe, is a white band. Yeah, they, they covered her song and made it a big hit the, a year later. But, um, you know, these days, if Nina Simone was like a, a modern day, like pop, you know, gospel type blues type singer, um, I'm pretty sure her version would go viral and be very popular. Uh, and then the Animals would be a second. So the Animals are a band in this day. The Animals version will probably be like, you know. In the yeah. background type of thing, but Nina Simone will probably take center stage if if that song was made this day and age, um, she probably get the spotlight. It's like a, it's like a Beyonce type, um, you know, type. That's the way. That's the vibe I get. It, you know what I mean? You know, I got it, and I'm old school, so I got like a Roberta Flack type of thing from her. You know, but it's all good, yeah. man. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, her, unfortunately, like that song, it was made in 1964, and it was quickly um, adopted by a bigger band. Um, Right. But that's a great song. You know what I mean? She should be she should be known for this song. Everyone should know when they hear it. Please, you know, please don't let me be misunderstood. And she'd be like, oh, that's Nina Simone's song. Um, so it's kind of cool that we get to bring some attention to that song, too. I kind of like that, too. Yes, absolutely. Good choice. Um, yeah, just just, you know, it's like anybody, you know, it's like you, people misunderstood, misunderstand you all the time. Um, and, you know, your soul's intentions are good. And sometimes words could be weapons and words can really like manipulate people and kind of trigger people and they could react very angrily. And you're always like, you know, people are always like, wait, 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 but my intentions are, you know, I'm not trying to hurt you though. I might, these words might've hurt you, but that was not my intention. And there's always these back and forths. So this song really gets to the heart of that, I think. Right. And look, there are times, I'm not going to lie. There are times when, when I, I, when someone's pissed off at me and I, I'll know exactly why. Cause, cause, cause I, I wanted to provoke them or something. Cause I had reason or whatever sometimes, but 90% of the time when someone's angry with me, I'm thinking like, what the hell happened? What, the, what did I do? What, what the hell is it? What's going on? I had no intention at all. You know, my intentions are good. I had no intention to set you off at all, but I can't control what other people do or other people think. And this and this. So nine times out of 10, it's, it, the, these words are, you know, applicable. It's like, you're angry with me. Why? What did I do? That kind of a thing. And, and you work it out with people because people don't know. And we all have our, we all have our insecurities. We all have our sensitivities and we hear something. We hear something in a way that wasn't intended. You could hear the same sentence from someone and you'll hear it. You'll hear the words, but the meaning behind it, you'll hear a complete different, like, oh, you meant this. And that person's thinking, no. No, I didn't mean that at all. So that, and that's, hey, we're human beings. We're, we're complex creatures, and we wind up misunderstanding each other all the time. The trick is 
to reconcile and this these lyrics this song this artist that's what they were bringing down home yeah and you mentioned roberta flack um oh. things killing me softly right oh yes that song i that's another song that someone else redid like lauren hill was a like a really good artist back in the day she was really popular for a couple of years she's still around i'm sure yes um yeah. but she she sang killing me F- softly was part of one part of one of her songs um and I didn't even realize that Roberta Fleck was the OG of that one. So it's another, ver- it's another, you know, it's another song that was made famous um, by, you know, but Roberta Fleck, I, I believe she got the, she got the, a lot of the attention. She got the Grammy award for record of the year for killing me softly, but that's another, uh, that's another great, you know, those are also great lyrics, you know, without a doubt. And the, the original also, again, by far is, I mean, you know, Lauren Hill's great and all, but this, this, the Roberta Flack version was just unbelievable just unbelievable so yeah a lot of times the original most times the original there are exceptions but most times the original is the best yeah like do you know um whitney houston uh, i will always love you did you know dolly parton originally she sang that song originally i forgot but you're and now that you remind me i do i do remember seeing that at some point you're right uh but whitney yeah whitney took it to a whole new level um there's a song by the stones called as tears go by it is the evening of the day. Anyway, I'm not going to sing. But anyway, it's that song by the Stones, As Tears Go By. A, a group did it before them called The Love and Spoonful, I think their name was. And they did it. And I listened to the original. I'm like, wow, I, I like my boys better. I like, my st- I like the Stones version better. But most times the original is, is better. There, there are exceptions, you know, Blinded by the Light. Manfred Mann, Manfred Mann just killed that song. That was a Bruce song. But man yeah. for man just took it to a new level. Most times, though, it is the former here, not the latter. Most times it is the original that's better, Sean. Yeah, I and, think um, I think that song, As Tears Go By, as I'm reading about it, oh. uh, it was written by Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and the Stones. Um, but they gave the song to M- Marianne Faithful, it seems like. I said Love and Spoonful. I stand corrected again. Marianne Faithful is the... No, it's good, because this is just a cool... We're just we're just kind no, of... we're just... We're riffing. We're talking, talking some music. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, and I just happened to look it up. I'm, I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia of the song. I didn't know this. Um, but it's just cool, because, you know, kind of just flow, talk about a little bit about music, and then things just kind of permutations and things sprout up from our conversation. I like it, you know? It's some, Absolutely. A little music education here. I like it. Yeah, we're not, and we're not, I'm not a computer. I can't, you know, I don't have perfect memory, but, um, yeah, exactly. it, it, the fact it, that you knew that though, you knew that, you know, that was still good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm stones freak to me. They're the, yeah. Well, I'm waiting for you to do a stone song, man. I'm waiting for you to do a stone song. Lyrics, well, well, the reason I'm not is because of that. I don't want to go right <laughs> home. I don't want to go right home, you well, know, you see and what into I'm my room, like, you know, but I will. But the stones to you are like the killers to me kind of thing. Like, I'm, I have no, you know, shame doing the kill. I'm, I told you I'm gonna do at least one killer's lyric song per uh, per month. So you're yeah. welcome to do as many Stone song, songs as you want, Joe. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to kill it. No pun yeah, intended. No, but quality, um, but yeah, don't, you don't have to because, like, you know, we're saving some of the big actors. We're saving. Like, I know you're saving De Niro. Um, and we, incidentally, Sidney Poitier was part of our African American history. That's okay. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't trying. Like, I know we, we did. We've done a bunch of like African Americans. Oh, we, we love everybody because you, know, you know, it's Black History Month. But my, my point is, it's like um, it's Black History Month, and it's like you know, why shouldn't we, you know, at least highlight some Black artists who also might not be that well known? Like a lot of people might not know Nina Simone. So, um, oh yeah, especially I, for I, this I think, song, Sean. That was excellent. I, I, I'm very happy that I just stumbled upon this song in my playlist and it just came, you know, cause I got a lot of songs in my playlist and this, this one really hit me. It stood out to me. Yeah. And then you know, it was one of those things you'd happen to mention it two episodes ago. And then I, you know, it's by Nina Simone. 
Um, it's just, you know, it's really cool. It just happens to be Black History Month. We're going to do, we're going to do, you know, it doesn't have to be Black History Month if we're, you know, to do African-American artists. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, no, about. no, no. It's, it just happens to be Black History Month. It's just cool that we can spotlight some of these artists um, and give them their, give them some spotlight and have people really recognize them. You know, that's what it's about. Damn straight. Um, I think I'm pretty happy what I saw in the news today. I don't want to get political, but Joe Biden, he's 80 years old or something. He visited Ukraine. <laughs> I'm very impressed with Mr. Biden to go all the way to Ukraine and show, uh, show our support for them. You know what I mean? That was very impressive to me. It took some big cojones to do what he did, my friend. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, you know, I, you know, he's my boy don't get me wrong because he's from here too he's from our area and everything um and the man like i said to you the man is he's 80 years old i wouldn't want him trying to play jeopardy because the fast twitch is affected when you get that old but his slow twitch and when you're president you never have to say hey we're going to war in 10 seconds make a decision no you have time you have you have at least a couple of hours uh at worst case scenario you have a couple of hours to make big decisions and when he can he can process something he's he's really really still one of the best in the world literally um but what he did to go over there without any military and without any u.s troops on the ground and covertly get in there i think was freaking great and i think it took it took it took balls the size of church bells my friend and he has them so because i read it he took a nearly 10 hour train ride from the border of poland um to get to where he needed to go in kiev so he's he's an old guy he's president so that's what i'm saying like people are like oh he's too old to be president but no sir he's 80 years old but he's still made a a trip to a dangerous war-torn country that's being attacked and um no matter what political side you're on we want to see our presidents you know be strong and and uh go this trip is definitely making you know sending a message because i i you know you know putting on a station like fox news or something like that I love to hear what they're, they're saying, you know, like they're probably coming up with various reasons while his trip to Ukraine is like the wrong thing or it's dangerous or it's, uh, it's, just yeah. a show, it's, it's fake, but you know, just viewing it as just as just an act of uh, solidarity with Ukraine. I think it's a very good thing. Yeah. I won't even hypothesize about what that channel's doing or whatever. There was just some other stuff come up, up about them over the weekend that I knew all along that it's not even a bit, you look into it, you'll find out. I knew it all along. Everyone, everyone knew it all along, but anyway, um, uh, Ronald Reagan is not a man I agreed with very much at all, but I don't think he was too old to be president. And he proved that he was, I didn't agree with his ideology. Very often I didn't. Um, but um, I still respected him as a man. I respected the fact that he always respected our country and the Constitution. And although I couldn't stand a lot of the decisions he made, I will not go say, oh, he's 80 or he was 79. He's too old. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. So now after he got out of office, he developed some problems and who knows where, you know, only, but while he was in office, he was mentally capable of making decisions and he brought with him a lifetime, uh, a wealth of experience and knowledge. Again, I did not agree with him very often at all, but I will not sit here and tell you the man was too old to be president because he wasn't too old to be president. So neither is Joseph. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just, I just wanted to say that because I don't want it to seem like it's political. Like I'm, you know, no, it's it's it, Ronald Reagan was it was a Republican, and I say all the things I said. You know, I, I I disagree with him. I you know ideologically, but I will not go out and say all that bullshit about him. You know, he was yeah. he was not old enough. He was not too old to be president. So, absolutely. That's um, all. So you know, talking about Ukraine, uh, I guess my next topic would be Joe. Did you have Taco Bell on Saturday? 
no, sir, I, I wasn't even that hungry. I went and I just, I messed around at McDonald's and I didn't even do my full tilt, but I was just, I was just feeling out of sorts Saturday. And I just, I, I, you know, I had the double quarter pound of cheese, large fries, six nuggets and, and, uh, and a blueberry muffin. And that's kind of light for me. Didn't you, say, didn't you say the blueberry muffins are good? The blueberry, see, I got tired of the hot apple pie and all this is not even that great. Right. And the, the app, the chunks of that, when I eat apple pie, Sean, I like the chunks of apple to be soft. I don't, if I want to eat yeah, an apple, I'll eat a God darn apple, you know, yeah, exactly. so it's nothing worse than eating apple pie and going crunch, crunch. It's like, it sucks. And that's what happens with, so anyway, I saw this now and they have a counter there with muffins and so forth. And when you get a good blueberry muffin, I know people eat them in the morning. You get a good blueberry muffin. That's, that's dessert, bro. I mean, yeah. you know, so I, I had them and they're really good. They're like these things that you can get out at like a Starbucks or something. They're not just some little muffin. It's a nice size muffin, good blueberries in it. It's like cake. And then on the top, it's just that nice little, that nice little crispy sugary layer up top. And it was just tremendous. So I had that, but I didn't need a second hamburger because I was just, I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't that hungry. Well, you got the double though, right? Did you got the double? Oh yeah. Time? That's yeah. yeah. You basically had, that's basically two when you think about it, but I guess, um, yeah, so you got me. Did you ever try uh, the Wawa blueberry, blueberry muffin? You know, I walk by, past that counter in Wawa all the time, and because I've never grabbed anything a, from it. I have a, a on my TikTok. I got a couple of food reviews up, and um, I reviewed a, a Wawa blueberry muffin. Um, and it was delicious. You know, as you'll see if you if you check out the video, the link's going to be on the uh, description. But um, yeah, the Wawa dude, Joe, the Wawa blueberry muffins are very good too. I'll have to check it out. Usually when I go to Wawa, I told you what my normal deal is. And if I grab my dessert, it's those tremendous Wawa chocolate chip cookies. But maybe I'll mess around and change up at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, did you hear, do you know who Richard Belzer is? He just died. He was on Law. I, didn't, didn't you watch Law and Order? I did watch Law and Order. I know you're talking about the funny thing is, and this is weird, Sean. I swear to you, I thought this man died about five or six years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was, you know what it was? It was probably five or six years ago. The earth shattering news was he's leaving the show because he has X, Y, and Z. And then it went away in my mind. And when he came back on the news, like he passed away, I'm like, didn't he, didn't he go about five years ago? Or am I starting to lose my stuff? I don't know. I don't know, but it's a shame. I've watched the show. One of the longer, I think the, the longest running show in TV history. Um, and his character, he was always funny. He was always a little sarcastic and, you know, with the one-liners and everything. And did you know, uh, I didn't realize he's a state. He's also a stand-up comedian. I had no clue. Oh, I think I do remember him from way back in the day doing some, yeah, some stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah, he's also he was in radio for a little bit too. He had a uh, a show on WNBC, 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 um, yeah. um, in the late nineteen seventies called Brink and Belzer in New York City. And he was also a frequent guest. I should know this. He was a frequent guest because I heard Howard talking about it this morning. I didn't catch the whole Stern show today yet, but I listened to a little bit in the morning on the way to work. Um, and Howard was saying like he knew he called them like bells. Howard's calling them bells, and I'm like, how does he know this guy? He, but he's a frequent guest in the Stern show, I guess. And I just like, maybe it was before my time. Cause I, I started off watching the Stern show on the E network. Um, but it was only like half an hour, like, you know, little bits and pieces you saw of the show, but I really don't remember Belzer being on the Stern show. So that's, you know, it's pretty interesting. Now I'm happy we're commemorating him on, on our show because he was associated with the Stern show. So it must be an okay guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I I've always enjoyed, you know, his, his humor and so forth. And it's a shame. We all, we're all going to get there though. You know? Yeah. Um, but he was 78 years old 
Um, so rest in peace, uh, Richard Belzer. Um, I didn't even, you know, I just, I know who he is and seeing the picture and I, cause I've seen some law and order, like law and order is an entertaining show. If you have time, just to binge a bunch. Yeah. Um, so I know exactly who the dude is when I look at him. Uh, but when I first saw the news, like Richard Belzer, I'm like, who is that? But once I saw the picture, I was like, okay, I know who this guy is. Right. Right. Uh, always, always with the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder that he had, there's a lot of people do that who have like eye problems. Like the, did he, I wonder if he had some eye problems or something. I think he may have, I think he may have, cause he was always with the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, sir. RIP. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about in our free talk opening here? You got any, anything on your mind, Joe? Uh, offhand. Um, and we'll get to it when the appropriate time comes, but, um, Jimmy Carter is one of the um, Jimmy Carter is one of the best men that I am aware of. And Jimmy Carter's 98 years old and he just went in the hospice to come home to live out the rest of his days with his family. And we'll, we'll, the time will come when we'll talk further about this. But I just wanted to, um, you know, a quick prayer for for uh, Jimmy Carter and his family. And just to remind folks uh, on a different subject, but uh, our brothers and sisters in Turkey are going through hell right now. Uh, and uh, it's natural disaster, obviously. And I just wanted to remind everybody they can with a text, with a phone, with a text, they can donate 10 bucks. And if every, but 10 bucks isn't much, but if every, the more people throw in $10, you know, it adds up. So they can donate um, to help those people that you see on the news while we're eating our dinner in comfort. And we look into the world news tonight and we see these people rolling around or trapped under this or that and little babies dying. Um, you can text Red Cross, one word, Red Cross, R-E-D-C-R-O-S, Red Cross. Text that word to the number 90999. Again, the word Red Cross to the number 90999, and it will only take $10, and it will check with you before it does. Thank you. Cool. Um, all right, so as far as our actress of the week, it's an actress this week, um, Kate Blanchett. Uh, she was born May 14th, 1969 in Melbourne, Australia. Um, her mom uh, was a teacher and a property developer. And her dad was an American uh, ad executive from Texas. So she was kind of like a mixture of Australian and American, but she was raised in Australia. Um, and then her father died suddenly at 40 of a heart attack and she was only 10. So I guess she, my dad also, my, my dad's father also died when he was 10. So I never got to meet my dad's father, my grandfather. Um, this is something I just thought of. But um, she studied economics and fine arts at the University of Melbourne, but she dropped out after one year to travel overseas. While in Egypt, um, she was asked to be an extra as an American cheerleader in a, an Egyptian boxing film called Kaboria, whatever that is. Um, so she was in need of money. So she accepted the job. And I guess she got a taste of acting while she, you know, while she was in Egypt. Um, she came back and joined Australia's National Institute of Dramatic Arts and graduated in 1992. And, you know, um, she immediately joined the Sydney Theatre after that. She did a lot of theater. Um, and the rest is history. She became one of the best actresses, we, you know, we have in modern day. And I'll talk about it right yeah. now. Um, her breakout role was Elizabeth um, in 1998. She won Best Actress for Golden Globe. That was her. Be that was her breakout role. I actually never saw that movie, but um, I think neither have I. Period piece about Queen Elizabeth or something. Um, 
She's performed in over 20 stage productions. So she's still, even though she's a big time Hollywood film actress, she's still involved in a lot of theater um, in the Sydney Theater Company. Uh, her and her husband, Andrew Upton, were uh, artistic directors of the Sydney Theater Company from 2008 to 2013. Uh, a lot of people know her because she was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I thought those movies were just so boring, but a lot of people know her from that um, who aren't, you know, aren't like movie buffs. And she was also in a Marvel movie, the Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, so yeah, she's just like, what put me up, what put her on my radar was I recently just saw a movie called Tar in theaters. It's up for best movie. She's also up for best actress for that. Um, I was enthralled and captivated the whole movie at this woman's performance. Oh my God. It was just like, wow. Um, you know, I was like, she's the real deal. And I'm like, why haven't I like paid attention to her more closely? Why have I not seen more stuff that she's in? But then I started looking at what she's been in and I'm like, oh, I have, I mean, she's been a lot of stuff I've seen. Um, just to give you an example, stuff that didn't even make my top five. She was in Eyes Wide Shut in 1999. Um, that was kind of a weird Tom Cruise, like sex type yeah, movie. Yeah. They were on like mask and stuff. It was like Nicole sex Kidman was in it with him yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was in the, she was actually in the life aquatic with Steve Zusau. Zusau? <laughs> that was, that was with Bill Murray. I didn't yes. realize that. now I, because what's, you know, she's on my radar. So I'm like, now, okay. I remember her from that. I remember her from that. Um, she was in hot fuzz and a funny movie. A couple Benjamin of funny button. Yep. Benjamin that's, button. That's definitely my top five, bro. I'll get to that. Okay. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is my, not my non-top five movies that, that I just realized that she was in. She was in Indiana Jones in 2008. Okay. Called Hannah, 2011. A movie I really want to see. I think this movie won best. Uh, no, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress in a movie called Blue Jasmine. I never saw it. It's from 2013. I'm gonna definitely check that out. She was in Ocean State, Night Nightmare Alley, Don't Look Up. Um, so those are movies that didn't even make my top five. You know, she was she's 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 got a good pedigree. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But one of her strengths is just being so believable and so uh, so um, um, diverse and. Uh, versatile and just like her facial expressions or tone of voice. Cause she's got an Australian accent. So she, when she plays these roles, she doesn't always have the Australian accent. So I'm always, I always respect actors from foreign countries who can like do the um, domestic uh, accents of the movie that they're playing and the country they're playing. Right. You know, it takes a lot of work because it's your natural, your natural way to speak is just built into you. It's ingrained. Um, but as far as my top five for her, uh, start with number one, number one, the movie I just saw tar. Um, Joe, I highly recommend this movie, man. Um, this movie, probably one of the top five movies I saw in 2022, and I saw a lot of movies. Um, she plays like a, a maestro conductor of like the big orchestra, and um, she's kind of like a, a very high strung narcissistic type person in it. But the whole movie, you're really just seeing like you know, you're following her around and seeing how she does and how she acts and how she treats people, and she is very intense. Um, and she said. For that role, she had to relearn play. She knew how to play the piano, I guess, when she was younger, like a little bit, but she had to relearn to play the piano for the role. Uh, she talked a little bit about that. I think I was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Right. Um, so, you know, she really commits to things. And I th- I'm pretty sure she's a method actress for a lot of different roles, I think, because that's what it seems like. Because she said when she took the role for Tar, she was nervous that she, she'd ever like regain her mind because she had to, the character she played in Tar was a really like high, strong, intense. So she did method acting for that. The people around her are probably like, whoa, like, you know, you're acting very different, but they know, you know, she's an actress. So I guess it's part of, comes to the territory. Um, number two, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. 
obviously Joe, it's one of your favorites, apparently. So it's a good one. Uh, I love that movie. I saw that in the movie theaters with my friend John. Um, Brad Pitt, you know, he basically starts out as an old man. He gets younger and younger as the movie goes on. He like he, he ages in opposite, the opposite direction of normal people. Yeah. Uh, she plays his love interest in that. Um, number three, The Aviator. That's all about Howard Hughes. Um, directed by Martin Scorsese. She plays Catherine Hepburn, uh, who was also an actress in real life. Yeah. Um, and she was the first actor in history to win an Academy Award for portraying another Academy Award winning actor. So that's pretty interesting. Because yeah. Catherine Hepburn apparently won an Academy Award and she portrayed yeah. her. That's neat. Um, she said in her speech, uh, when she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for that role in The Aviator, that was from 2004. Um, there's a quote, though. She said, um, you're not extending enough on your follow through. Follow through is everything in life. Uh, I think that was a quote from her in that movie. Um, she's talking to Howard Hughes in the movie. So I thought that was a pretty good quote. Think about that, Joe. You're not extending enough on your follow through. Follow That's, through is everything in life. It's pretty It good. is. It's that extra mile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, a really good movie, The Talented Mr. Ripley. That's from 1999. Uh, Matt Damon's in it. He plays kind of like a con artist type guy. Um, she was in that movie. I'm one of, I love that movie. Awesome movie. And then number five, I had notes on a scandal. That's from 2006. Um, you know, it is what it kind of self-describing or self, uh, yeah, I guess it's self-describing, but uh, notes on a scandal is just, I, I haven't seen it in a while. It's from 2006, but I really liked it. I mean, um, Judy Dench is in it and um, it was just, you know, it was just kind of a, you know, an interesting story that involved the scandal. And um, it was a, uh, she played, she was very good in it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so yeah. That's my top five. Kate Blanchett, great actress. I think she's one of the best of our generation. Can't say enough about her. Um, Joe, when I told you I was choosing Kate Blanchett, what were you thinking? Did you have to look her up or you're just like, I gotta, I gotta check out who this is? Do you, you can her, I you tell you the her? truth? Can I tell you the truth when I heard the name? When yeah, I heard yeah. the name, I pictured the girl in the Titanic movie. Oh, okay, okay. I, I for some and I, so I punched it in to my Winona, phone. I said, "Let me get this." Winona Ryder, you're thinking of, or Kate? No, no you're thinking of Kate Winslet. Yes. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Okay. Now that's probably why, because the names are similar. So I said, "Let me mess around and just look this up real quick." <laughs> I looked it up and then I did a little, did a little reading about her. She was in all of these, um, the um, um, Harry Potter thing. I don't, I don't watch the Harry Potter. Thing. I don't. Yeah, it's that to me. To, but obviously, a lot of people did, and she was in the Harry Potter thing. It said in there. Um, so that's that in and of itself is pretty, pretty impressive. And then she looked at, she worked in all those other movies you talk about. And the only things that I recognize were the, were the button and the uh, life aquatic. Uh, I remember seeing those. Um, I did see the, um, the, uh, the, you know, the one you talked about with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I did see that years ago, but I can't remember who the hell was in it, but um, I remember her face. Remember her face now that I, I, you know, I had looked her up and I saw a couple of movies she was in. And yeah, she'd been around a long time, very talented. And um, are, you sure, you are you sure she was in Harry Potter? Dude, I don't, I don't think she was, man. Just to clarify, just she was, okay. in, she was in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Is that where you can? That's, I'm sorry. That what isn't Lord of the Rings? Isn't, isn't that? No, the same? <laughs> okay, yeah. you look. Now, this is where, this is where maybe our generations, like, none of that stuff really appeals to me. The Harry Potter, Lord of, she was in the Lord of the Rings. Okay. 
my, my orthopedic shoes are here tonight. They're really getting a good yeah, <laughs> scramble in there. I'm looking up all our movies. I'm like, was she in Harry Potter? Because I, I thought that was yeah. synonymous. Aren't they the same damn no, thing? No, they're, 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 okay. they're entirely oh. different, man. Oh, okay. Okay. But all those sorcerer, imaginary, this king and queen from you know, that, all that stuff to me is, is, ah, I don't. So when I saw that, I, I guess Harry Potter just jumped. Now, didn't Harry Potter have one? Didn't Harry Potter have one of those episodes, like one of those that had something to do with rings? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I mean, it's so, okay. So the Harry Potter uh, franchise is um, J.K. Rowling, a, a female author, uh-huh. and the uh, Lord of the Rings author is J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. So maybe some somewhere along the lines you saw like the sim- like J.K. Rowling and J.R.R. Maybe it can conf- maybe and plus they're like they're kind of like geeky franchise type things. And if you're not familiar with it, it's easy to confuse. It's- there it is. I think your last two sentences, they're both kind of, I don't mean to use the word geeky, but they're, they're a certain niche uh, franchise thing that if you, you know, and I don't, not really into it. And I could, you know, I conflated the two of them. Okay. So she was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So if she was in Lord of the Rings, that gives her a little more credence too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so shout out to Kate Blanchett. Uh, great actress. Seems like a great person. I just watched her speech for, she won um, a BAFTA for leading actress for Tar. Um, and the first thing she did was thank the crew first and foremost. Um, and she didn't really take credit. She's like, it takes a whole, you know, it takes a village to make this happen. It wasn't just me. So I thought that was very humble of her to say. Um, yes. And someone on the movie, the, the set of the movie, you know, said, check your ego at the door and let's attempt to make something magnificent. I like the movie she did with Ed Harris, too. I can't remember the name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great actress. All right. Anyways, moving on to Snapple fact. Let me ask you a question. So we're talking about okay. movies and we're talking just we're riffing here. And I just want to ask a question. Did you get a chance to see Places in the Heart? Um, I didn't watch it. However, um, a person, my roommate, my roommate actually watched it. Okay. Uh, she, she enjoyed it. She said she was just a little confused by the ending. She said That's the ending why I said you got to play super, super close attention to the ending. And off air, I'll, I'll explain to you what to tell her. And she can also look it up if she can look up the ending. But the ending is just so god darn cool. It really, really is. Now, the whole movie's fantastic. The, the ending is really original, creative, and you really got to be looking, though. And I'll explain it to her or whatever. But uh, we, even without the ending, as great as it is, as creative as it is, the whole movie is just pretty awesome. I'll let you um, see it at your leisure, uh, but I would like you to have that done by Friday. If not, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but we'll get no, to I, it. I honestly think I saw that movie like a while ago. But I just can't remember. Like there was also a movie like Fields of Heaven or something like that. Some like really like heartwarming type movie. Remember that movie? There's a movie like Fields of Heaven or something like that. Um, well, like, lot. um, what is it called? I don't know. Days of Heaven, maybe. I don't know, bro. You know, there's there are myriad movies that that reference heaven and this and that. So it could be anything. But um, I'll tell you off air. Because yeah, I don't so, want to spoil alert yeah, for anybody. I'm, I'm for I'll sure. tell you off air, and I, yeah. I, t- I tell you what it was. It, it's a great ending. But even if you don't fully understand that ending, you get 98% of the movie till it gets to that point. It's just still wonderful anyway. But anyway, I digress. I just wanted to check with you, and uh, before we okay, move I'll, on to I'll, the next, I'll watch it. I'll okay. watch it. I've been catching up on uh, the show House of Dragon, and I just I just caught up on uh, the show You at Netflix. 
I've been binging on that Miss Maisel, man. I never in a million years thought I would like something like that. And I'm just tearing it up, dude. I just, I just love it. Yeah, and, no, it's uh, a great show. I actually, yeah. I have to watch a new season. I'm, I'm a season behind the Maisel, but um, awesome uh, show. Yep. Uh, okay, Snapple Fact. Joe, today's Snapple Fact is Snapple Fact 1621. You can tell what a narwhal has eaten each year based on the layers of its tusk. Um, every year, a new a new growth layer is added to the narwhal spiral tusk. The individual layers act as an archive of data that reveals what and where the animal has eaten. Um, pretty interesting. And same, it's a, a similar concept to rings in a tree trunk. Every year, the new growth is added. Mm-hmm. Um, it grows longer and thicker throughout the animal's life. And because the tusk is connect, connected to the rest of the body through blood, each new growth layer records um, aspects of animal physiology during the year it was formed. Um, so it's interesting, you know, because I think yeah. the narwhals, they use that tusk for to search for food, but they also, if they have a long tusk, they try to impress females with the size of the tusk. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, there's no sexual in the end innuendo. No, joke. there isn't. There isn't. That's, low, that's low hanging fruit. But I'll just, <laughs> you, the so silence. Much. You said that. And then there was silence. It, it's, it's too yeah. much silence. Go ahead. No, um, it, it's good though. It's, it's very interesting. Those, those Snapple facts are really, they're really fun stuff. Yeah. It said up until 1990, the, nar- the narwhal's food consisted of uh prey linked to sea ice, such as halibut and Arctic cod. But since around uh year 2000, the amount of mercury increased significantly in the narwhal's tusk without a simultaneously shift in food items. So I guess they're getting a lot of data from the narwhal's tusk, which is pretty interesting, you know? That's that's neat stuff. Very good choice. Thank you, sir. Okay, let's move on to On the Real. Uh, on the Real, we got three stories. Two are fake, one is real. Just headlines, right? Not the real one. We're just doing headlines today, sir. Yes. Okay, so first story. Serial target mugger on the loose uh, serial target mug okay yeah, so serial okay. i mean one after the one after the other no the store the store target there's a there's a right person. and target someone repeatedly is 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 burglarizing target no they're they're mugging people in the target parking lot well, cereal meaning one after the other not meaning the food right cereal right yeah, yeah. cereal they, they keep right. doing it over and over and again right yeah, that's what i'm saying cereal mugger at target yep okay yep. Are you Googling that, sir? Is that what you need the right career? <laughs> I am not. I don't have that much energy. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm not. And I'm not with, I don't Google anything while we're talking. But go ahead. Uh, the second story. Uh, thief steer, steals nearly 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs in Britain. Uh, nearly how many? 200,000. <laughs> All right. Um. And third one is AMC Theaters files for bankruptcy. That's this one really pissed me off. I go because like, I know people like the people are saying, "Why do you go to the movies?" And I have this movie subscription, so I'm 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 really like I don't want to get into. It. I'm I'm angry about it. But anyway, those are the three stories. Pick the real ones, there. Why would you be about angry about something that's fictitious? <laughs> I mean, was, you're, yeah, you're angry so, about it. Well, you're angry I, about it. You wanted to say you're angry about it to. To, to lead me to believe that it was true. So that comes off the board. Maybe I got you fooled. That comes off the board. Now, there's a guy repeatedly. Can you read that tar- that target one again? The serial target. Uh... Yeah, serial target mugger on the loose. Okay, serial target mugger on the loose. And the other one was, say it again. 
thief steals nearly 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs in Britain. 200,000. You know, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to say if the target one were real, the target is in the United States primarily, and we would hear about something, especially if it was a repeat offender. I think I would have heard it. Um, the AMC thing, I don't believe, and especially since you tipped it and trying to give it a little, a little bit more validity by saying you're pissed off about it. Um, like, oh, he's really pissed off about I it. Most I, go, I go to the movies all the time and I have, a, I have a subscription. So when I heard it was their file for bankruptcy, I was flipping the hell out, dude. I right. Mean, and right. If you, which leads me to believe, wow, he heard about it. So it must be real. <laughs> I'm going to go with the middle one, the Cadbury eggs. You're saying that one's real? Yeah. Okay. You are right. No. Are you kidding me? You're right. Holy smokes. Get the hell out of here. You sure you didn't Google this, dude? I swear to God. I thought I, I, thought I had Sean, you stuff. So if, what if I never said I was angry about the AMC theaters? Would that have been... You You gave me some of your... You said you didn't want to give me some of your insights into how you figure me out. I know. I should. I should. So if I, if I didn't that. elaborate on the AMC one, would that have been... Would you have chosen that one? I don't know. What? <laughs> uh, okay, I just so, I had it to the two, and I thought, and I, I thought logically though, if somebody were repeated, good because like you're, you, I think you haven't gotten one wrong in like five episodes. That's what leads. That's why I was like, is this guy Google and the stories? What's going on, man? Sean, I just messed up the Lord of Rings and Harry Potter. Okay, <laughs> I messed up the Rolling Stones song, yeah, but it's okay. It's like we're talking, and it's okay. It's yeah, a, yeah, but there's good. proof. I don't sit here and uh, look with me. What you see is what you get, brah. So I made a couple little okay, um, and here. Like, I, do you think, do you, you know me, do you think I'm going to sit here and start, you know, no, I'm not going to do it because then you only cheat yourself till it takes the fun out of the game. But you tip me off with, with that extra little sauce you put on, like, you know, and I'm really pissed off about it because that leads me, okay, he's trying to really sell it. Like, I'm really mad about this. And I'm thinking if he's mad, it must have really hot. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so that was one. Now I'm down to 50-50. And I just thought the other one that a, a repeated target customer. If it's someone robs a target, I may not hear about it, but if there's a repeat target um burglar, you know, mugger, I'm going to hear about it because I watch a lot of news. Yeah. So I just thought now two hundred thousand is seems like a lot, but if you get a case of these things. And they're, you know, they're 500 per case. And then that starts making things a little different, you know? So, yeah, you know, I, that's, you, that's, where that's what we're going to do. We're, so just to anybody listening, we've kind of revised uh, the, on the real segment, instead of doing these long, elaborate, three different stories, we're doing three headlines and the true one, I'm going to elaborate and tell you a little bit of detail. So the true one, the Cadbury, it happened um, in uh, Telford outside Birmingham. Um, he made, he made out with about $37,000 worth of eggs. The police in West Mercia said, um, and um, the, the police described it as an extravagant theft. Get it? <laughs> extravagant theft. Um, he made a quick exit. Now, go yeah, ahead. His name is Jody Poole. He pleaded guilty to criminal charges of uh, damage and theft um, that had not been tampered with and could still be sold in stores. Um, they said the theft was premeditated. Um it said, you know, usually chocolate eggs involve impulse buys at the grocery store. This was definitely like way more premeditated than just going to the grocery store and deciding to steal a couple of eggs. He stole $200,000. Uh, he used a stolen truck cab to tow away a trailer full of the treats. Um, that was in the Guardian, British newspaper. 
Um, and the police spotted him and then he gave himself up. So, you know, Cadbury <laughs> egg story. Excellent uh, choice, brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, okay. So as far as Brian Koberger and Alex Murdoch update. Oh, boy. Um, so <laughs> the two victims had discovered his, his, his wife and son. They discovered bags of pills in Mr. Murdoch's computer bag a month before the killings. Um, it's possible new evidence to, to, for his motive. And, you know, um, so they started accusing him of being addicted to pills and spending a lot of money. Um, he said, Mr. Murdoch sent a text to a close friend four days before the murders. He said he, he needed to take out an additional $600,000 line of credit. Um, and that possibly could have been, you know, to get more pills. Cause they said, um, he uh, he wrote large checks for as much as sixty thousand dollars in a week to a distant cousin who was purchasing the drugs for him. Um, and then there's also new evidence that there's a video taken by his son who was killed um, um, at the scene of the crime minutes before the murders, and they heard uh, Murdoch's voice in the video. So that's kind of a you know coincidence, or you know. They heard his voice in the video at the scene of the crime, and he said he was never at the scene of the crime. You know what I mean? On a video, yep. so that's interesting. Um, and then he's trying to create an alibi. He tried to call his dead wife's phone and texted her after she was dead. Uh, he was saying he was going to visit his mother, and we talked about his last episode. He took a he took a ride to his mother's house, where he possibly could have disposed of one of the weapons. Um, then on the way back, he he made a series of phone calls to friends and relatives. Um, so it's very suspicious. Like this guy was, you know making phone calls and tons of phone calls and stuff to show that he was like, you know, yep. he's probably thinking like, well, they didn't think I killed somebody. I was making all these phone calls. You know, why would I talk to all these people if I did it? You know what I mean? So, you know, we know Mr. Murdoch, we know you're probably guilty, sir. I just going to say um, that I, ironically, CNN is running uh, a three-hour special on the Murdoch dynasty. They call it the Murdoch dynasty because these people had so much money down there and so much power that there were so many people that couldn't stand them that were afraid of them though they they were they were really 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 influential powerful and their power went back almost a century you know it's it's old money down there in the south and and, and so forth and cnn is doing a three they it was on last night you guys you could probably dial it up at any time you want you know with tv now you can dial oh. anything up um but it's called the murdoch dynasty it's a three-hour thing and it shines light on a lot of things um the guy probably did have some kind of uh it's it's not it's not outlandish to think he probably did have some kind of a uh a pill addiction uh but even an opiate addiction or something like that when you talk about the amount of money you'll see that he embezzled from all over the place there's no way there's no way a person could take that many pills. you know what i mean so i mean he probably did but that's that's I, I don't know if that's probably not the reason why he he needed all this so much money and it, it, I, I can't even tell you the word deplorable is is like is 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 doesn't even begin to so i mean i would urge anybody who's even unsure about this because this is a complex story it really has a whole lot of different levels it's almost unbelievable but with him it was that old saying that, you know at first we practice to deceive you know oh what a tangled web we weave when at first we practice to deceive you tell one lie and then another lie and then you're you're chasing that the whole forever and ever and if one inconsistency shows up 
they got you. And that's kind of what happened, you know? So, oh, it's saying is, oh, what a tangled web we weave yep. when at first we practice to deceive. So once you tell one lie, brother, you're going to be chasing that lie forever. And sooner okay. or later, you're going to get caught. So, yep. yeah, which leads me to our, we're not going to talk about Brian Koberger tonight. There's not a lot of updates on that monster. You know, I preface it, potential monster, but all the signs are there. All the previous incidents were there. This guy was a little bit off. Um, anyway, so let's move on to our current events. Uh, current event tonight, actually, because, you know, I've been thinking about this a little bit, Joe, because when I was talking about 80 for Brady, I kind of said, you know, old people in the theater. And we talked about it. You're like, dude, don't call old people, old people like that. It could be offensive. Call them older people. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But it got me thinking because I've been I've been reading a couple a lot, a lot of different articles in New York Times. Um, a lot of old people are are targeted by con artists and thieves. Um, there's been several articles in New York Times highlighting this. So one article um, a 74-year-old 74-year-old uh, was killed in New York City, and it just underscores a rise in attacks on the old people, older people, uh, older New Yorkers. Right. Um, they're very vulnerable. Um, this lady's name was Maria Hernandez. She was in her Upper West Side apartment. Um, you know, 911 call came before 10 p.m. on January 18th. Um a woman found her sister lying face down on the floor, her upper west side apartment. Her hands oh. and feet were bound behind her with yellow and black tape. Oh my God. There were clear signs of sexual abuse. Oh my God. Uh, they arrested LaShawn Mackey, 47, and Terrence Moore, 53. Uh, Terrence Moore had a prior conviction for second degree murder and robber- robbery. Oh. Um, but they say this is just an under an underscore is like a growing trend. Violent crimes like robbery and felony assault against people 65 and older rose by about 10%. In 2022, um, the number of rapes more than doubled to 17 during the same period. Uh, grand larceny grand, uh. cases of grand larceny with their financial scams and credit card fraud. Um, it dipped six percent, but I'll get into that while it's not really that you know meaningful in a second. Um, in New York City, there's a lot of elderly people. Um, the number of people 65 and older is expected to jump to more than 40 percent to 1.4 million by 2040. By comparison, this general population is only supposed to grow about 9.5%. So the older population in New York City is keep growing and growing, and they're being targeted because they're vulnerable. Um, they are perceived as having um, little self-defense or no defense at all. So they're being targeted by a lot of people. Um, and they're targeted because a lot of older people have money. So they feel like they could be tricked. The, 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 the con artists and the bad people feel like they could trick the old people. Um and just another article that I read a couple months ago and connecting the two articles, it's called Retirees Are Losing Their Life Savings to Romance Scams. Con artists are using yeah, dating I've sites to prey on, they're, they're preying on lonely people, yeah. particularly older ones. Yeah. Uh, it really accelerated during pa- the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. They claimed $139 million from adults age 60 and older in 2020. Uh, that was up from $84 million the previous year. So when COVID happened, the romance scams went from 684 million to 139 million. Um, recently, just an example: someone swindled a Holocaust survivor survivor out of his life savings of nearly three three million dollars. Um, yeah, she accepted a, a fr- Facebook friend request from a handsome stranger. He called himself a Norwegian doctor working on Iraq. Called himself Tony. After a couple of months of daily communication uh, on encrypted keywords, encrypted messaging apps. 
um, the guy's, you know, covering his tracks. All his messages are deleted, I guess. He began asking for money. That's how it usually starts. They're nice to you. They try to seduce you. You're like, wow, this person's really interested in me. Um, and then they start asking for money. And once they start asking for money, that's a red flag. Um, yes, it is. So, you know, there's a lot of scams going on. Um, the person went to uh, local state police, but they couldn't do anything about it. So this, this was scary about these scams. That all these police don't have jurisdiction. They're like, okay, the person targeting you is probably from a foreign country or somewhere else. We can't help you out here. Um, the typical playbook, they say they claim to be a professional working abroad. The con artist says they're working abroad. Um, they exploit their loneliness. They quickly establish a bond. They build an imagined future with them. Um, then they plan an in-person meeting that depends on the victim's willingness to part with money. Um, it's all about um, how much money they can get out of them. Um, it really is sick. It's sickening. It really is. I've seen um, it. I've seen many stories about it. Yeah. So um, a lot of um, there's section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. It gives online platform, including dating sites, immunity from liability for content posted by their users. So a lot of these apps are protected. Uh, it makes it hard to sue the platforms over the content they host. Um, it really happens a lot to elderly people. And it, it doesn't stop until one of the grown children steps in and puts the stops to it. Uh-huh. More and more money to these people. Um, it really is sick. And, you know, the, between between the constant violent crimes and the New Yorker, the older people in New York, uh, and then the, the the romance scams, you know, my parents are in their 60s, so but they're married and they have some self-awareness about them. So they wouldn't, you know, they probably wouldn't fall for romance scams because they're obviously in a happily, uh, happily married couple, but there's a lot of lonely older people out there, widows and people have never been married. Um, and they're not, you know, they're losing some of their, as you get older, you start to lose a little bit of your mental capacity. I'm not saying that's their whole reason here, but they're vulnerable and they're maybe not, they're not hit with technology. They don't, they're like, okay, you know, why would somebody scam me? Why would they make, why would they create a fake account with fake pictures? Why would they fool me? Um, and they're, they're sort of naive in a, a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, the sick, it's sickening though. Imagine a 74 year old woman is, is bounded in her own apartment. Oh Jesus. Yellow and black tape and sexually assaulted and like, and like murdered. Um, and then uh. that's scary. And like New York city is a great place, but there's a lot of violence that goes on in these big cities and, um, uh, older people, if they, they had their, they're well within their rights to want to retire in the city and live in their, their apartment. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of times they have rent controlled apartments. They've been there yeah. for so long. They're getting good deals. They get to live in the city and enjoy it, but they're, they're a threat. You know what I mean? The threat, cause there's all sorts of threats out there. Um, you know, it's, it's sickening and they're being targeted because they're vulnerable. This is the sick part about the world. A lot of vulnerable people who can't defend themselves are targeted. It's like predators see prey that can't defend themselves and they, they prey on them. Um, it's really sick. So I know Joe, you're, you're almost 60 years old. You know, you're a really smart in tune, hip guy. So I doubt you'd fall for a scam, but you never know, man. Cause I, a couple of years ago, I was actually catfished. There was a girl who reached out to me on Instagram. She said I was cute. She started flirting with me. And then I just realized, you know, uh, she wasn't a real person, uh, because I asked her, I'm like, can you send me a video of you saying my name? Can we FaceTime? Can we talk? So I know it's a real, you're a real person. And uh, she didn't. She said she said her phone broke. And then she sent me a picture of her broken phone. And I Googled broken iPhone. And the first stock photo on Google was a picture of the broken iPhone she sent me. And that sent, sent chills through my spine. And a couple of years ago, I was overweight. 
I was lonely. Um, so I kind of almost fell for it, but I never, I never, I always knew I was never going to send her money, but I knew that's where she was going. She said like she, her parents both died. You know, she had a victim story. So, but it could happen. It happens to a lot of people, even people my age, but it's happened to a lot of elderly people. So Joe, you know, how do you feel about this stuff? I don't know. I mean, I'm 58 years old, uh, but you know me, I'm more like 44, 45. Uh, I could, I mean, I'm still, I'm 6'1", 240 and put together pretty well, can still go to the gym and 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 have, you know, have a day. Yeah, I'm not so, saying you're like an old, you know, elderly person, senior citizen at all, but I'm, right, I'm, people what, around your age are being bamboozled. You know what I mean? That's people like, yeah. a little older. Yeah, a little older, um, a little older and, and, and much weaker. And maybe, you know, now technologically, um, I don't mess around too much at all. Uh, I just don't. I just, I, I don't, you know, as far as communicating with people or meeting strangers or, or stuff like that. And my antennas are always up with everything. I mean, the, uh, my antennas are so, I'm fortunate in that, um, unlike some of the real older folks now, like that are in their, se- you know, 70 and 75, and that have no technical experience whatsoever with this kind of thing uh they are really vulnerable and so forth but my antennas have always been they've been up as a matter of fact they were up uh, a lot of times like you said and uh kids will step in for their parents uh, i a couple of times caught some phone calls coming to uh, my dad's house uh and they were a little shady and um, there were a couple of things that happened with with some people like knocking at the door and so forth and so on. But I thought to myself, it's a good thing I was here to see this or that and and to, to look over things because people will do that. Now, um, as far as I'm like I said, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, just, it's, you know, physically, there's no um, there's there's very little vulnerability, if any. Um, technologically, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't participate. I don't mess around. Um, I don't have much money for anybody to take anyway, so that's not even a, um, but even if I did, I'd be pretty good. What I think of the whole thing in general, I think what kind of, what kind of a younger generation are we, are we bringing up that, you know, that this kind of thing is, is happening to, I don't know what, what, what values are not being instilled in people that would even, even think about, about doing this kind of thing to older people. And, oh, the the tape and the, and the raping and that's that's I I can't even. You want to hear another one? I can't even. Think another one, Joe. Another one. An eighty nine year old woman was hospitalized with secondary burns after a woman stormed into her Bronx apartment and poured boiling water on her to get her to tell her where she kept her money. Like this is the type of stuff that's going on in the city, man. Oh my god. Yeah, and I think that, that another thing has to do with it too is geography. I think, like, I, I live in a building, and we have a good, we have an eclectic, we have families, we have some single folks, we have some older folks, some younger folks, uh, but there's a good share of, of folks who were retirees and so forth that live here. I could never see anything li- like that uh, happen here. Now, this isn't the Bronx. I mean, you have to, you know, uh, there's certain parts of every city has it too. Every city has these these unconscionable well, crimes but, but this, the, the one that had the murder happened in the upper west side the upper west side is pretty decent you know what i mean i mean the, yeah the, the, yeah so. it's still a big city though so i guess that's what i'm saying any big city um you can have you'll have more of this happening any big city it's yeah. not a mark on the city it's um, just- let me just give let me say real quick let me give it advice real quick um advice to people to old elderly people to prevent stuff like this happening 
uh, keep a list of phone numbers of utility companies handy. So if someone knocks on your door, claim to be from the gas company, for example, they can quickly call out call to find out whether the visit was legitimate. Because I'll give you an example. My grandfather is like, he's about 80 years old. He wrote um, a check, you know, thousands of dollars to a, a guy who came to his house claiming to be from the police department or something or work for the police department. And he put, he put, he put my grandfather on the phone with his, he thought it was his daughter, my aunt. And it was the same, he, you know, they recorded my aunt's voice and they duplicated her voice and they, they had someone impersonating her. They used a computer program or something. And she was claiming that she was in jail and she needed to be bailed out of jail or something like that. So my grandfather gave this guy like thousands of dollars and we're all like, how dumb can you be? You know, what, why'd you do that? But he's older and he was confused and he wanted yes. to save his daughter and he heard his daughter's voice in the phone. So they're getting pretty clever. Like he heard his daughter's voice in the phone saying she was in trouble. And he was like, he's, his fatherly instincts kicked in. He had, he, just, he he gave a check to get her out. And then obviously it was a scam. And that was going on around a local suburb close to where I live. So, you know, this happens. Yeah. And I've heard about that one for a while too. I've heard about that one. See, I've been on this for a while since my dad really started to get, you know, you know older and so forth. I've been like on this and, and I'm, a, I'm just a very guarded person and I've been on this kind of thing for a long time. So um, I've heard about this one where they'll go in and they'll shake up an older person and they'll have, they'll have someone that sounds just like, if not a yeah. recording, someone that yeah. sounds just like a granddaughter or something like that and say they're here, they're there and they need bail money. Um, but the best thing to do, the best thing to do, and they, they tell these people the best thing to do is to hang up the phone and call somebody in your family that you trust that you, that, you know, that someone else. So what they would have instructed your, your pop to do is to call, you know, your father or you or somebody like that. Um, but ahead of time, be looking for it. And if you, if they're, you know, proactive and the, the older folks get, uh, you know, um, educated on this and to always be guarded, they'll think twice. So I'd rather have them think twice and be guarded. You would think like, I know like you, you, it's probably never going to happen to you because you're always thinking your antennas are always up, but a lot of older people just want to enjoy their retirement, relax, and they're yearning for some romance. Maybe they're lonely. So there's all different angles that can be attacked from, and not everyone's prepared. You know what I'm saying? Because they these people make them very, very comfortable. Yeah, um, well, yeah. You get these widows. A lot of times, it's widows that that are that are extremely lonely, and it, it should tip you off too that if you're a widow, I mean, listen, listen. I'm not being facetious. If you're a 70, 75 year old widow, and you've got someone on. Um, someone that you're meeting online and they look like Brad Pitt, you know, look, listen, baby dolls, listen, come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you have to look into it because a lot of times it's like you ask yourself, like even me, I mean, if I, if I see, if, if I see, uh, first of all, I don't even mess with the, I used to go, but I don't, but even if I did, if I saw something that looked a little too, now there's the, still can you know warrant some pretty you know, you know nice look but if if something looks way 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 like wow if i met her at shop right she's really 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 good looking she probably doesn't need to be looking at me or whatever i mean i i can warrant some some attractive women but i mean my god look at that now if i saw her at shop right she probably wouldn't look at me look at her but all of a sudden here she's going to so that's the thing you have to ask yourself whoever you are if I met this, if I was 10 feet away from this person in line somewhere, would there be attraction? Let's get real. So a lot of times, and I've seen these stories, Sean, and, and, and the, these widows, that, that, I don't mean any, I'm not, I don't mean to be a smart guy at all, but 
baby dolls. Listen, if if you're looking at a guy and he, he's 25, 30 years younger than you and looks like he could be a half a movie star, come on. What do you think? What do you think? Think. That's all. Because a lot of times you'll see the Joker that they were talking to and it's like, didn't they? Yeah. You know, so. I saw uh, there's, there's a show called 90 Day Fiance. And there was this older, uh, older woman on there, and she it was a similar situation. Like this younger, like model guy from a foreign country. Of course, he was from like England or something, or he was claiming he was from Europe somewhere. Right. Um, Wait, like half her age at least, and everyone watching it knew that she was being fooled and catfished. Even her her kids were on the show, like telling her, but she was so convinced. She was so convinced because like there was phone calls and. Um, she was so convinced and like it was watching it unfold on camera on a reality show. I'm like, man, how does she not know she's being fooled here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it, people, people's loneliness and the holes that they want to fill the voids they have can really make them vulnerable. Anybody. Cause like I said, I was a couple of years ago in you know, 2019, I guess, you know, I was around 33 years old and I was, I was out of shape. But um, when I got, you know, when the girl started flirting with me on Instagram, I was like, Okay, you know, I used to get girls like this. It's not out of the question. And but one of the first questions she asked me was if I make a lot of money, I should I should have known, like, you know, why should I make a lot of money? I, but she was exactly. so damn she was so damn attractive. I was like, okay, let me just go with this and see what happens. You know what I mean? But then I figured it out, you know. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I I don't uh, I don't do that that that, that the, I don't do the computer thing and this and that. It's just too risky for all these reasons, and you don't know who the hell you're talking. You really don't. And um, I told you a long time ago. I think the best way is when you're feeling you're feeling your oats a little bit, you're feeling like you want to meet somebody. You go wherever you go and you see somebody at ShopRite or is that you, you do what you got to do. You you the old fashioned way. And then, then you each see what the hell you're dealing with right off the top and who you're dealing with. I like it the old fashioned way. Call me old fashioned, whatever it is, his case may be. But um, yeah, old people. I Listen, I, this brings up something that I thought a long time ago. Shawnee, we have laws in this country where if you violate a child rightfully show right and rightfully so you should be you should be held twice maybe three times i mean really the penalty should be two or three times as harsh i think they should incorporate legislation to where if you violate somebody over 65 years old it should be tantamount tantamount to violating a child it's like the extremely helpless and vulnerable you're going to violate them guess what you got extra coming your way extra punishment yeah agreed it's not a bad idea um preying on vulnerable vulnerable people and then and this special is place in hell for them let's let's you know let's just preface that dude i mean like you're not saying that 65 year older people are like children where they're like that you know that vulnerable but well you're making a point that you know they're they could be a little bit you know vulnerable and they can they could not have their complete mental faculties i would say not 65 and older. I would say, I would say probably like 80 and older. Well, I don't, I, you know, it's a weird, everybody's mental capacity is different, but I know, I know the point, the point you're trying to make and well, the, you yeah. have are good because it's true. I mean, vo- preying on people, you know, vulnerable people is a horrible thing. So I know where you're going with that, sir. Yeah, because because there there are physical. Once people get, most people get in their seventies and this and that and that kind of a thing. You know, uh, uh, the little old guy can't really defend himself. So physically, he may may still be mentally sharp, but I'm talking about vulnerability. Yeah, whether it be whether it be cognitive because of their kids 
or they're little physically they're little they can't they're little and they're not as strong as adults or older people when they get older even before the cognitive thing set in when you get older you get less apt physically to be able to defend yourself so therefore i think we ought to incorporate some legislation that makes it just as egregious to violate someone over a certain age as in yeah because it's it's violating the vulnerable exactly right? that's all violating the vulnerable so Yep. I just, I, that's it, it, a really, that's a really, that's a sad thing. But yeah, I, I've been aware of all those scams and everything like yeah. that. Dude, I don't even open, if I don't know where a text is coming from, I don't even open it. I delete the son of a bitch. I'm not even going to open it. That's another thing people say. If you're getting a text and you don't know where that text is coming from, there's a, there are, te- there are things out there where if you hit that and just open that damn text, you're going to have problems. There's a virus coming in. There's this and that. So if you don't know where a text is coming from, slide the thing and delete the damn thing. I, I swear to God, that's one. That's just an example. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's the current event. Um, sorry. It was a kind of a, a sad and very discouraging one for elderly people, older people, but um, there's lessons to be learned. Um, so if anyone listens to our show, um, if we prevented anyone from being taken advantage of or having their money stolen uh, from being physically assaulted, um, that's a good thing. But as far as the victims out there, um, our prayers are with you. Yep. And there's an old saying, someone said it's a historic saying that the true measure of any society is how well they treat the weakest among them. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. So, um, Sports is going to be really quick, Joe. We're just going to do a quick. We're, I just want to talk about the dunk contest really quick because, you know, NBA is on hiatus until Thursday because the all star break. Um, that boy was crack a lacking yeah, boy. He Mac, was cool. Mac McClung. I've known, <laughs> I've known about this guy for a while because he went to Georgetown. He used to play, he played against Villanova in college and he transferred to Texas Tech. But I saw him a bunch and I'm like, dude, this guy is a physical freak. I know he was a good dunker. I know he won some high school dunk contests at Gate City or wherever he went. But <clears throat> If I would, I didn't anticipate him being in the dunk contest because he was in the G League, and I guess the Sixers just recently signed him. I, I had no idea that he was in the dunk contest. And all of a sudden, I see him. I'm like, oh man, this guy's gonna win. Um, and then he got a fi- literally every dunk he had. There was four dunks. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone was off the chain. Perfect score, pretty much every dunk. Uh, it wasn't even close. I mean, Trey Murphy was in the finals with him, but like it wasn't a competition. I felt bad for Trey Murphy because Trey Murphy was actually his dunks are really good. But Mac McClung stole the show. The one dunk he had with the hesitation, the first dunk was ridiculous, where he, he literally bounced the ball with two hands off the backboard before he dunked it while he was in midair. And then the other one where he hesitated with the ball, he did a double clutch pump fake, you know, with the reverse slam. Like that one was insane. They call that a hezzy, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. But I hope this guy gets, I hope, because he started out, he was in the Lakers for a little bit. He's, he's, had, he's been on some NBA teams, but he's always been on two way contracts where you're in the half in the G League, half, half in the pros. They don't have to commit to you. They don't pay you nearly as much, but he won like a hundred thousand dollars for the dunk contest. So I'm glad he, he was able to make some like real significant money. Now everyone, 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 you know, casual basketball fans who didn't know about him. Now they know who he is. And he's actually, he's not just a dunker. He's actually a, a pretty good basketball player too. He's a good shooter. He's pretty clutch. I, I saw him make like a couple game winning shots in college. Um, he always scared me when Villanova played Georgetown. I'm like, man, we've got to watch this guy. Cause it was like, what is he going to do this? You know, he's, he's very dangerous. Like he's, he's got the ability to light up a scoreboard quickly. Um, he's only I six, hope, foot two. Yeah. He's only six foot two. So that kind of holds him back the height, but he's got a lot of moxie and these dunks were impressive. And um, 
he really he because the dunk contest has been, gotten really stale. A lot of people didn't really watch the dunk contest in the past couple of years. Like this is boring. None of the superstars want to participate. Oh, John Morant doesn't last year. Yeah. yeah, John Morant doesn't want to participate. Zion doesn't want to participate. Um, you know, LeBron's never been in the dunk contest. So an unsung guy like Mac McClung comes in out of nowhere and wins it, and it really set the roof on fire. I was just so impressed, man. Well, I don't know that any of the cats that we just named beat this kid doing that. I mean, I'm not saying he's a I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That, that That's part of the reason why they don't enter, because they're yeah. embarrassed to lose to a lesser, like a guy like this. They're like, we lost to that guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think my favorite, well, they were all, they were just all vicious. But my favorite, I think my favorite one, I was trying to think of that, which was, was my favorite one. My favorite one was when he came from like the right side. Right. He came from the right side and he was not two buddies, but just the one guy standing there with the ball. And he came up over his back, took the ball and then reversed two handed jam. I thought it was just it was that was the one that one. If you actually notice closely, he I think he does, that's the Hezzy one. I think he did like he okay. grabbed the ball, but then he like he he pump faked while he was in midair twice. Like while he's hanging in midair, he like pump faked with the ball and then a reverse jam. Like that was insane, dude. Yeah, he did another one coming from that right side too, but he there was no one there. It was just all him. Where I yeah, think his that final, might have been... his final dunk was like a 720. Oh, it was yeah. basically it was kind of like a 540, but it was basically yeah. a 720. Yeah. But the, the amount of times he spun in midair for like this little white guy, you know, that's another thing. People people try to make a big deal because he was white. Like, oh, a white guy won. They're making jokes. Like a white guy won a white guy just won in Black History Month. how dare he? They're, they're making sarcastic jokes. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. But it's like, you know, come on, this is basketball. Yeah, well, yeah. Really <laughs> making it about race. Come on. Right. Well, they, no one's that's all tongue in cheek, but I hope the Sixers maybe can do something with them. I and I hope he, we we, I know. You know, we need some help. We need guys, some help. So you guys are very lucky that you happen to just, just pretty much assign him to a, like a, a short term type of two way deal. But like he could actually be kind of a spark plug because now he's got some momentum. He's got some confidence. He even said he's kind of cocky when, he, when he's interviewed. He's like, yeah, like, you know, I always believe this would happen, but um he, he, you know, he didn't say like, I, I shocked myself. I can't believe that he knew that he was the best dunker in the world. And he's, he's, he's right. I mean, you know, what, what a, what a display by this guy. And he didn't just win the dunk contest. A lot of times guys win the dunk contest, but they miss at least one dunk that the re cause they have like a, basically a minute 20 yeah. or whatever it is yeah. to get the dunk completed. He didn't miss one dunk. They're all perfect. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's got the, the other one, the other one where he went over the two dudes and he's with two hands on a ball, puts kisses it off the glass, yep, yep. you know, and then bang. Oh, that was, they were, they were all, I mean, every one of them was tremendous. I was trying to just yeah. pick which one I really like, but I, I think where he, the, his buddy's standing there is one guy standing there with the ball on his head. And he comes up and just jumps over him, takes the ball off his buddy's head, and does a, does a, still does a two handed reverse. I thought that was it was all good, but that was probably my favorite. But yeah, I hope the Sixers can do something with him. As like I said, though, because you know I just we're, we got Boston and Milwaukee there, and if nothing changes for us, it's going to be Boston Milwaukee again in the in the you know conference finals. So, but maybe just maybe. If we make a trade or if this kid plays well, we'll yeah, see. But don't expect, like, honestly, don't expect him to, like, you know, be that much a contributor. But the fact that, like, he's, they're lucky that he happens to be on the team when he won the dunk contest. Because now everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's the hottest thing in basketball right now. We got to capitalize off this. And the Sixers happen to have him. So it's just a good thing that he's on the roster. Yeah. And gets, gets this, he was wearing the Sixers jersey for most of the night, except for the last dunk. Yeah. Um, but he kind of reminds me, like, 
Because the Sixers have another guy on the team who's kind of like a spark plug player. This guy Shake Milton, but Shake Milton's six foot five. Um, right. He's right. he is like you know I'm like he could he could compete with Shake Milton for minutes. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, he could, you know, he could be, I see like a John Stockton type. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, come on, John Stockton, that's a little bit. Type. What type? He's a guard, right? He's a 6'2". Yeah. He's not going to play power forward or center. Stockton but, was a pass first guard. This guy's more of a scorer. Yeah, but I, I was just uh, just wondering if, if they could, you know, let him let him play guard, see what happens for a while. I yeah. don't know how much the jumping, he's got hops, right? But I don't know how much that's going to help him from the guard position. I don't know, but. I don't know. It's Bud Webb. It helps Bud Webb. Bud Webb stayed in the league for close to a decade, I think, if not yep. more. But so yep. we'll see. Yep. So shout out to Mac McClung. Uh, what a victory. Um, next episode, we're going to do more sports. So I apologize if sports is a little bit short tonight, but I mean, NFL season's over. We're kind of oh, recovering. Is this, was this Sports Center? I'm we're sorry. Going, just got we're, going, we're going through withdrawal. Um, we're not having NFL um, <laughs> basketball, not till Thursday. So, you know, a little light on the sports tonight, but um, pitchers and catchers are there. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the floor is yours for the last word, sir. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Good night. Take care. <laughs>